Dr. Nancy, your medical celebrity doctor, and this is Dr. Nancy Knows, the talk show that brings inspiration, motivation, and awareness to many communities across our nation, bridging the gap of disparity uniting our nation. We do that not only through my 25 years of medical experience, but through individuals that are experts in their field of industry that are giving back. And every once in a while, we'll have a celebrity or two. And today's show will not disappoint. We do have a celebrity in the house. It is Jerome Davison. He is a former NFL LA Rams player, travels the country inspiring and providing hope and passion. He's a pastor, a father, and he's a congressional candidate. Jerome, it's so nice to have you on the show today. Dr. Nancy, it's great to finally meet you and it's great to be here on the show. I'm ready to talk to the people about the great things that God has planned for them through politics. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. You're just going to come on preaching today. I got to preach. I miss church for this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, um, your story, mm -hmm. it's, it's so great because it epitomizes the individual that doesn't believe that they can. Right. And tell us your story and mm -hmm. inspire me. Well, I was a high school dropout. I grew up in the South. I grew up in Mississippi. My father was a truck driver. My mother was a homemaker, but she was a woman of prayer. Two great principles that, that, that guide my life today came out of my father and my mother. That's why it's a beautiful and powerful thing to have a household where there's a father and a mother. I, they end up divorcing, but I learned hard work from my father. He took one truck that had a rusty door in it. And when he, in the summertime in Mississippi, it's hot. In the winters, it's cold, but he had to put some stuff in it. But he worked hard. And he took that one truck, turned it into two trucks, turned it into three, turned it into four, and he became his own business owner, a young black truck driver in the South. But my mother taught me the importance of prayer, staying close to God. And she, her ritual of prayer was just like powerful. And I took those two things. So two things that got my life is prayer and hard work. And I ended up dropping out of high school because my parents divorced and there was a lot of emotional stuff that came with that. So it just really kind of tore me apart. I eventually went to California, joined a community college, got into a community college, took an, uh, an aptitude test and passed it. Passed the aptitude test, went into the junior college, graduated in two years, but while I was graduating, I was playing football. I broke O.J. Simpson's single game rushing record and became an All-American and got a full-ride scholarship here to Arizona State. And this was after coming from Mississippi. And, and I ended up traveling the world, going pro, playing for the Oakland Raiders, playing for the 49ers, just, just doing, doing my life. And I ended up preaching, starting a church in Northern California where I pastored for close to 20 years, uh, blessed a lot of people, uh, uh, performed close to 100 weddings. My ministry is based on building the family, faithful husbands, loving wives, children, these wonderful things. So I did so many weddings, but at the same time, I did a lot of funerals too. So I know as a congressional candidate, and this is what makes me a better candidate than many others, I know the fullness of life. I've blessed homes, businesses, been there for first, first days of schools for little girls who loved their pastor and didn't want to go to school without seeing Pastor Jerome there. So I went there. And so I, I, I preached many funerals, been in hospitals, visited the sick, all these things. And you know what? Many of these years I did it without pay just because I love the people. And I believe that in politics, we need, if we send somebody in there, we need people who care about the voice of the people, who knows the needs of the people. And many of today's politicians don't think that the price of gas going up a dollar affects anybody, but it does. It affects a lot of people. It affects that grandmother who's on a fixed income and that, that young college student who doesn't have a lot of money. So everybody's been affected right now. But you need people like me who care about the people to be in, in Congress. 
Well, you do, and it resonates very well with me because whenever you're passionate about something, you're gonna give it your all and it's gonna be transparent. People will feel you before you even say anything, mm -hmm. just upon your you know, entry into a room. Right. Honestly, you talk about family, and family's very important, but we're getting away from that in this country, too. Wow. You know, our socialization, mm -hmm. you know, the COVID pandemic, isolating individuals, the advocacy that you, you know, you, you should get in healthcare during that period of time, right. you're not getting, mm -hmm. and everybody feels like they're all by themselves. So we right. need someone like you mm -hmm. that can bring us all together right. and just remember where you came from and what was instilled in you, exactly. those family core values mm -hmm. to say, I care about you right. and I'm going to make a difference. Right. So if I can change the way laws are, if you ha elect me right. uh, and make your life a little bit better, mm -hmm. You're willing to do that. I, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about people. As I was saying, I was I was at weddings, funerals, you know, first days of school. And not only that, I've written several books. You know, I, know. I know what it is to be in college, written several books. And I, and I just love people. People is my thing. When I get around people, I'm totally at my best. That's what I do. So that's um, really great. We need people in Congress, in Congress who are writing laws for the lives of the people who know the people who are among the people. And one of the reasons I'm running is because I have heard the cry of the people. I've heard the voice of the people. Uh, there's no way the government should be telling the church when and when not to have church. That's a, that's a government overreach. When we talk about the separation of church and state, that was to protect the church from the state, not to protect the state from the church. And so they're not supposed to tell us when to go in church. Even in California, it's telling them how loud to say hallelujah. Well, you can't do that in our churches, man. We shout hallelujah. We dance. We shout we give God the praise. From the South, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, it is freedom of speech. And, uh, you know, once I last checked, we live in a democracy. Yes, And uh, a lot of those, our voices were stripped away. Mm -hmm. And we certainly don't want that to happen again. Right. And we need elected officials uh, in office that are going to meet the needs of the people. Right. As they wish, right? right. It, it's not going to stay the same. The only thing about change is that it's constant and you have the choice at the end of the day mm -hmm. to decide for yourself that you want better right and see here's another thing technology is being built around us all i mean technology is all around us we have smart phones smart homes smart cars all of these things and when they passed the bill uh, during the pandemic for the crisis relief they introduced something that was probably a lot of people missed it that they have smart technology in the cars that are going to be able to read the mind of the person who's driving. And they say they're doing this for the safety of people. So now, I'm going to introduce a bill of rights that is going to protect the individuality or the sovereignty of our brains. Because they have technology that can read the brain and also introduce thoughts to the brain. Mm. So, so you talk about the tyranny of, of forcing people to get the inoculation, the inoculation. They were, the government were telling us through, by doing that, that our bodies are no longer our sovereign property. They're gonna do the same thing with the mind. I wanna run ahead of that and introduce to us a internet bill of rights, an internet bill of rights to protect our rights on the internet. Now, I had a channel that had like 90,000 subscribers on YouTube, they kicked me off. So I started another one, another channel, and it grew up to 40,000 like overnight because people were looking for me, got kicked off. Started another one, got kicked off. So now I have to do it under a different name, 
but they're still suppressing my name because of facial recognition and voice recognition technology. Well, Jerome, you need to just come to NGC Network. I'm and coming. We can help you there. <laughs> so listen, tell the viewers, listeners, how to get a hold of you and, and tell us what you're running for specifically in what district? I'm running for U.S. Congress out of CD4, Tempe, Mesa, Ahwatukee, and Chandler. Tempe, Mesa, Ahwatukee, and Chandler, the time is coming and the time has come now for you to select someone like me who cares about the people who are among the people. I'm the guy at the game saluting, saluting the flag, singing the national anthem, and watching your children play the ball. I'm talking about I'm ready to go in there and to protect your rights, protect your freedoms, protect your individuality, and so that your children can grow up in the America that we grew up in. Well, you heard it right here. Listen. Okay. Upcoming projects. I, I understand that uh, you are going to be having... Um, an event soon. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what it is. It's called uh, Community and Commerce Job Fair. Uh, the pandemic really caused a great divide between the community and commerce. And so everywhere you drive, you drop up and down the street, I don't care where you are and throughout the country, everybody's got these hiring signs, hiring signs. But the community has been, you know, being paid to stay home. Now we got to bring them back together and because community and commerce. So I'm doing a huge job fair at the Arizona State Stadium, the school where I used to run that rock, I ran the ball for Arizona State. And so we're going to be there and we're going to bring the community and commerce together. And we're also going to bring families there, a free face painting, free jumper houses, uh, free uh, school supplies for the kids. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, as a being a part of uh, not just a media broadcasting network, but a network that is for personal and professional development of entrepreneurs, we will be supporting that effort and, and be Wonderful. there as well, advertising and, and marketing and as media too, of mm -hmm. course. You know, we want to improve our community at large. And if we all think on that same level, you know, the whole world would be better, absolutely, right? Absolutely. I often say, be the change you wish to see. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with one person. It starts with action. There's a lot of people and, and that talk. Yeah. But they without, talk a good game. without action, nothing can happen for sure. Right. And aligning yourself with individuals that are transparent, um, credible, um, have good morals and values, and want to impact a large group of entities like, you know, the masses mm -hmm. in a great way, in a positive way. So it's all about, at the end of the day, looking at what you can do to make your community better. And that sounds like you. Jerome. That's me. That's, that's what I've been doing. As a pastor, I've done so much community outreach, feeding the homeless, uh, uh, clothing the naked, visiting in the hospital, visiting in the, in the prison. This is what I do. And when I come back to CD4, once I become the congressman of CD4, I'm going to make it the, the friendliest, most united district in the, in the United States. Well, congratulations and good luck with that too Thank as you. well. Um, the other thing too is, let's talk about a couple of your books. Okay. And how people can get them too. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was doing research on you, not only, you know, you're an author of many books, but the two that really stood out to me right now is The Spiritual Fragrance of a Woman. Oh, I knew you would like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. That's a great book. I wrote that book actually for my four daughters. Um, I was looking at their future and I was concerned about these boys running around with their pants sagging and it's like my children, my, my daughters, I want them to have a good husband, a good man. And, and But I want to teach them how from a biblical perspective, from a biblical point of view, 
how a spiritual father and a natural father sees you, views you, the value of who you are as a woman and the value you will be as a wife. So I took that, wrote that book and I got my premise from the Song of Solomon chapter four, starting at verse 12. She has uh, nine fragrances on her. And in my research, I begin to say that there's also nine fruits of the spirit. There's nine gifts of the spirit. And you put those three together and a threefold cord is not easily broken. And so it was just a powerful book. It's a great t teaching tool. That book has taken me across the country. That's amazing because as a woman, you need to know what your self-value is. And if you stand for one thing, then you're going to just be open to stand for anything. Right. You have to believe in something, first and foremost, yourself yeah. and your self-worth and value. Mm -hmm. And it talks about that in the book. And, uh, you know, when you are ready, then the universe knows it's time. Absolutely. I mean, you're more valuable than the size of your butt. And so that's what I was talking about to my spiritual daughters, that, that uh, your fragrance and the way you carry yourself, it will attract the right man. And that was the, that's the subtitle to the book, The Spiritual Fragrance of a Woman, The Fragrance That Attracts the Right Man. And that Shulamite woman in the Bible, the Bible says she said that my skin is dark, but I'm beautiful. And yet she attracted King Solomon, who has just become king. And it was her fragrances, he said, that attracted him to her. Wow. And the second book is... The Broken Strongman. Yeah. yeah. And that's about you and your NFL yeah. journey. I, I used to, I call myself strong because at the time I used to bench press something like 460 pounds. Right now I'm down to 400. It's kind of coming down as I get older. <laughs> but um, but I, it, I talked about how I went through a season of divorce. Now, as, as I was saying in this interview, my ministry was based on family and marriage and all that stuff. And I went through a divorce myself. And it really set me back. It hurt me. But I was broken, but I remained strong. In what? I remained strong in my relationship with God. I remained strong in my relationship with my children. I remained strong in my morals and my resolve to do stuff for people. So I was broken, but yet I was strong. So The Broken Strong Man was a powerful book. I have had NBA coaches, uh, CEOs. I'm talking about men because a lot of times we hear of the woman being cheated on and being hurt, as we see him with Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? We see him being afflicted, basically, from another perspective, as, as the world don't usually see. So I went through a, a thing where, where I never had an affair on my ex. She had the affair on me. And I, in that book, I talked about the emotions of a man going through something like that. It really helped a lot of men. That's so impressive, honestly. You know, you don't define who you are based on your past history even the current moment sometimes too. But you know, you base yourself on what you desire to become. And that's a work in progress every day and learning to forgive yourself is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's good to forgive yourself. It's good to forgive others. Uh, and people say, did you forgive your ex-wife? I said, absolutely, I totally forgive her. She's my children's mom. I love her, want the best for her. And, um, and we work together to make sure that our children have the best life that they can have. Hard work dedication, your faith are so important mm -hmm. to becoming this man that you are right now today. Right. Who has poured into you? Who has been your mentors? The Bible. I, I'm a Bible student. Actually, I, I can't get enough of Bible's information. So I'm enrolled right now in Prentice University to complete my doctorate in theology. And so I just, I just love the Bible. But there's two Bible characters that I, that I like to just fashion myself after because I, I grew, I gave my life to Christ when I was 17 years old, 17 and very, very devout, very, very totally giving myself over to God. So 
Joseph in the Bible was 17 years old when he had that powerful dream that changed his life. And King David was anointed at seven years, years, 17 years old over Jerusalem. He was a king. And so at 17 years old, he gave my life to Christ. And so I've been in the Bible. And when I think of two biblical characters that I'd like to build my characteristics after, besides Jesus, is Daniel, I mean, uh, David and Joseph. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, pitfalls, any advice that you can give for uh, our entrepreneurs out there or, mm -hmm. or an individual that wants to leave corporate and feels like they can start something of their own, yeah. what advice would you give? Patience. You have to be patient and you have to still, and patience is still believing in, in the thing that you've started out to do. You still, you have to be patient. So I tell my children, I, and it's just, a, patience is a powerful thing. And the older I get, the more I, I remember seeing older people on the porch back in the South and their patience, their patience, and they were growing gardens and but it takes time for things to develop. And if you could stay consistent with it and be patient, it's gonna blossom one day. Awesome. Mm -hmm. One last thing, a favorite quote or scripture, what would you leave us with? I would say, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's in 1 John, in the beginning was the word and that word is personified through Jesus Christ. My website is Jerome Davis at JeromeForCongress.com. You can go there, make a donation, also become a volunteer. I plan to grow over 2,000 volunteers to knock on doors and to promote change in our communities. I'm going to bless the people and represent the people I love. You've heard it right here, Jerome Davison. Remember, it's not only what Dr. Nancy knows, but it's who she knows. We'll talk again next week. Bye for now.